Trust God's will. Trust God's will. Open up your Bibles to, first of all, the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 12. And then we're going to jump into the Old Testament as well in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 through 18. So you kind of want to bookmark both of those and we're going to have some fun together in God's word. Last week, uh, we wrapped up our um, 2023 time section, first section in the book of Acts together. We've been walking through the book of Acts since two Augusts ago, and uh, we are in Acts chapter 16, where um, basically Paul and Barnabas go different directions, and uh, they go on different missionary journeys, and the sermon title last week was Follow God's Will, and we talked about the importance of trying to connect in with whatever it is that God's doing in our life and being obedient to that. I've shared with you over and over, as your pastor, I have a very simple job description. You know what it is? Listen to Jesus, do what he says. (laughs) Uh, I encourage you to maybe take that same job description. That's a great life goal. Listen to Jesus and do what he says. How many of y'all would agree, his ways are greater than your ways? Anybody want to agree with that? His ways are greater than your ways. No, it's not, Pastor Rob. I'm God's gift on this earth. He needs to listen to me. Um, If you're honest with yourself, that's never worked out great. We need someone greater than ourselves to call the shots, to tell us what to do and to lead us, right? And so we talked about following God's will and we considered some affirmations to God's call last week. And we talked about how sometimes God multiplies people, right? Sends people in different directions. Sometimes God unites people. Remember the two points. Sometimes God opens doors, right? And then sometimes God closes doors, right? And so God works in a number of ways. How many of y'all are praying about something and you've got like five things that you could do and you need God to close some doors, right? God, just be clear with me. I only want one choice in front of me because I just don't want, right, to choose the wrong door. And sometimes God answers that prayer when we ask for him to um, eliminate options, I know many times in my life that's been true. What happens when you connect in with God's will and you struggle staying faithful in it? (laughs) Any of y'all clearly been like, okay, I know I'm walking in the will of God, but I don't exactly like what's happening. Like, I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be, but come on, Lord. Like, this can't be it. Anybody ever struggled with once you have followed God's will, trusting God's will? Well, I want to jump into Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 12, and I want to very quickly give us kind of a mini sermon. And then, as I shared with you, I'm going to close this time in prayer, and God's put some things upon my heart. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with you guys today. And it's just not of any interest for me to expose online or everywhere else what I need to be vulnerable about. We'll probably give our church access, especially those of our vintage partners who um, are with us, who've made a commitment to be covenant members of our church. And that's what Vintage 101 is all about. It's helping people take a next step to become a part of our church family together. And so 
we will make that available, especially for those of you who know who are friends or traveling and business and they couldn't be here. We'll make it available for, for most people. But um, God's told me to obediently share some things about my battle in trusting God's will. So just, if you're struggling in trusting God's will, um, this might cause you to leave Vintage Church. Might be like, oh, that pastor, he's got issues. Let's let him get in counseling before we're gonna go and join that church. But I'm just telling you, I struggle trusting in the will of God sometimes. And I've gone through a season of that. And here's a little heads up, I'm not out of it yet. I'm not out of it. There's a lot of promises in God's word. Here's a little mini sermon. We're gonna fly through this. Let's read the text together. Proverbs chapter three, verse five through 12 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. His ways greater than your ways. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. We talked about that on Tuesday night at our Stewardship 101. We're all praying for full vats, right? Bursting with wine. And then I love verse 11 and verse 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves. As a father, the son in whom he delights. The word of the Lord. Here's just a couple things that I'd love to share with you in regards to how do you trust God's will. Number one, keep depending on God and never yourself. I don't care how smart you get, how many degrees you have, how much success you experience, keep depending upon God and never yourself. Verse five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Number two, keep giving praise to God and walk in his way. How many guys have ever stepped into maybe provision or success or whatever else and forgot to say thank you to Jesus? Like, you're on social media taking credit for everything that just happened, but you know the truth. That was an act of God. So keep giving Praise to God, and I want to encourage you to praise God in the storm, right? Keep giving praise to God. In verse six, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And it says, when we acknowledge him, when we praise him, when we recognize him, right? I've shared with you in part of my prayer each and every day, praise, confession, intercession, commission. Every day when I wake up, the first thing I pray is praise. Because guess what? 
He's not worthy of my worship and my praise based upon how it's going. He's worthy of my worship and praise. And there's something about uh, the spirit of God unlocking things when even when I don't feel like it, I praise Jesus in the storm. So here's a promise here. Acknowledge him and then he'll make straight your paths. So give him praise and walk in his way. Number three, keep fearing God and turn from evil. Oh, I don't really know what to do. Well, here's a great way for you to do a process of elimination in your life. If you have five doors and three of them are evil, those aren't doors God wants you to walk in. Oh, Rob, that's deep. I've just helped you eliminate three of your five options. God will never call you to evil. Flee from it. And we don't need to be scared of the evil that's in the world. Anybody at sometimes overwhelmed by what Satan and the enemy's doing in our lives, what he's messing with in our minds? Yes, we should have a fear of Satan, a fear of evil, but we should fear the Lord. There should be a respect and an awe of the Lord because although Satan is great, our God is greater, right? And so it says it right there in the text. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. And when you fear the Lord, right, there's this awe and this respect of God and his ways. And what should that lead you to? Obedience. I hope in your sin, you're a little nervous. Because God sees. Right? And so we turn away from evil. It will be healing and and to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Number four, keep honoring God and enjoy his provision. We talked about this. We're going to post on our church app. So this is another step, Vintage 101. And we have a church app. On our church app, we'll post our Stewardship 101 teaching where we talked about the incredible promise that if we honor God, as it says there in verse nine, honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of all your produce. I don't wait till the end of the month and give my scraps to God. No, I give him my first and my best asking for him to now bless everything for the rest of my month, right? And so here in this promise, as we honor the Lord, this is about trusting God. I know in this season right now, you would say I'm walking in God's will, but let's talk about money, but I'm poor, I'm broke. There's no provision, whatever else. I still would highly encourage you to stay faithful to the Lord to keep trusting in him. I'm not telling you you're about to have a full vat, right? Vats are bursting with wine. How many of y'all know God allows blessing and suffering? God's desire for your life might be poverty, might be obscurity, might be suffering, might be challenge, because he trusts you to lift high the name of Jesus, to lead people who are also going through rough times to trust in the name of Jesus. So it's not like there's going to be a promise that, oh, man, I honor the Lord, give tithes to Vintage Church, and I'm going to have all the health, wealth, and prosperity this world's ever seen. There's no promise in that. But I will tell you, you'll have peace. 
If you honor the Lord, you can, at some level, enjoy his provision. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, isn't it amazing how quickly the things of this world, the great things of this world, fall away in regards to fulfillment in our life? Those material blessings, all the different things that we have, man, there's no way they satisfy us. They fall way short. Even in the little things, as we recognize God, we honor God, I'm telling you, God's gonna give you a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness even for the crumbs. And this is how you keep trusting the Lord. God gives you the ability to not see the glass as half empty, but when you recognize that it's his provision, you'll start seeing what you might are complaining about as actually half full. Y'all with me? Well, it could be worse. I could have nothing. Lastly, keep embracing God and live in his delight. I love this shift in verse 11. It says, my son, just the personal touch there. Do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof, which means what? The son was having a hard time. Maybe struggling to trust what God might have been doing in this moment. Just by way, because I've got a second part to this sermon, but I can shift if we need to. Anybody, once again, raise your hand. You've struggled with some of the things that God's done in your life. Anybody? Okay, is there a few people? All right. So maybe there's some complaining here about what's going on. Maybe there's some frustration. Maybe there in this day of entitlement, I can't believe God's telling me this. This is my world. I can do whatever I want. I mean, you know, everybody gets to share their opinion about everything now. Who is God to tell us? I don't care what your thoughts are. Follow me. And it says right there, don't be weary, don't despise, why? For the Lord reproves him whom he loves. Remind yourself, if you're going through what you might feel like, oh, God's like penalizing me right now. Like I'm being like disciplined by God. Just remember he loves you. When I grew up, let's just say, as my dad was here a few weeks ago, um, my dad believed in spanking. I know he could get arrested for that now. I kind of hated his line that he would always share before I got this spanking. Son, this is going to hurt me way more than it hurts you. Well, give me the bat, dad. <laughs> we'll find out. But he would always tell me, I'm doing this because I love you. And we know that to be true. You don't love a friend if you let them keep doing things that ruin their lives. You love a friend by saying, hey, this is gonna ruin your life. And I wanna do whatever I can to love you in a new direction. God loves you too much, some of you, to let you keep rolling in that direction. And he wants you to trust his will. I love as it ends, the love of the Lord right there but then it says, as a father, the son in whom he delights. 
I mean, truthfully, I've shared this with you, Bolt Mac and Burke and McCall, and, and now I've been hanging out with my, my nephews and my nieces here, and especially my four kids. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, they annoy the mess out of me sometimes. My three boys are just beating me up all the time, making fun of how out of shape I am. It's, it's, very, it's causing a lot of insecurities in my life. And, and I'm telling you, like, they, they, I don't always like think, oh, my kids, they're going to cure cancer one day. They're that amazing. No, like they're awful people sometimes. <laughs> but like my kids, I'm telling you, even in their worst moments, even when Bolt's literally punching me, okay, not in any of their worst moments do I ever stop delighting in them. <laughs> I mean, I've been on the bottom of a, of a pile getting jabbed in the ribs, right? Because I've just been taken down by three boys and sisters on top thinking it's a trampoline. This is fun. I can't even breathe. I'm at the bottom of this pile, like fighting for breath in my lungs, about to die. But there's a little side inside of me. This is awesome. I love my kids. Y'all with me? Think about God. I'm imperfect. I don't, I don't perfectly come anywhere near loving my kids like God loves his children. And when sometimes you're the worst, God delights in you. Don't ever forget that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that our church family will continue to trust your will. And I pray that we would keep depending on you and never ourselves, that we would keep giving you praise so that we can walk in your ways, that we'd keep fearing you alone and turn from evil, that we would keep honoring you and enjoy your provision, whatever that is, as great as it is, as little as it is. And I pray that we would keep embracing you and live in your delight. Thank you, King Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.